love my program, but but what I found is that ultimately um, it pulled me out of the the public ed sector into more of uh, working with adults, which I mm-hmm. discovered that I really enjoyed. So um, I then found myself on a path of of working very specifically with international professionals and. Um, from countries all over the world, and that my work with them was very focused on both um, helping individuals adapt to the American culture, but right. but yes. very specific to helping them get yes. back into their profession in the U.S., so building economic self-sufficiency, but a network. And so I love that I learned so much from my clients, um, their stories, and continuing to learn about cultures because I am so fascinated about understanding um, all the beautiful, you know, cultural differences. And, and um, it's, it's always been very, uh, very much a thread in my life to continue to stay connected to mm-hmm. International populations, um, you know, because we can think of diversity in so many respects and um, both the the diversity of, you know, uh, different perspectives and, and, and racial backgrounds here in the U.S., but, but I have um, had the beauty of working with people of all ages from all around the world, and that yeah. continues to be a part of, of my work. Um, yes. That sounds that's um, very much in line with also what I I heard also in in um, your introduction is that you like to work with people in that in between space too. Mm-hmm. So and what you just mentioned is it's applicable so about learning about other cultures and then in anything like that transition that change that transformation that happens um, in that and then that stuck place too. So. Is that what you find, like, that relationship between people that maybe, um, like, they travel a lot, some of the your clients, or are based abroad, or... The, or yeah, yeah, well, I, I, continue, I guess, such a great question, because in both in the past, mm-hmm. um, you know, having worked with people who are making, um, well, experiencing the, the transition of living in another culture, which really continues for a long time, I think, for many people. Yeah. It's not a, okay, six yeah. months, and I'm adapted, I'm acclimated, oh, I got yeah. this down. Yeah. It's it's an identity yes. piece. Yes. And, um, and it's also... I, I think this really, what I think of this, this sweet space that we can look at in any aspect of our life, whether it's coming into a new culture or changing careers, changing mm-hmm. jobs, yes. having, you know, life yeah. shifts. You know, mm-hmm. I've worked with moms um, who are, you know, coming to a place where their, their children are going off to school and they're, you know, wanting to start a business or realizing they're coming back to themselves. So that transition even of coming back to, you know, what I didn't have time to give me when my kids were young. And so we're always in these, these spaces of transition. And, and I suppose in some way my work with, with, um, you know, immigrant students and mm-hmm. international professionals mm-hmm. and international university students mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working a great deal with now is that that's such a, a prominent trans type yes. of transition yes. that um, perhaps that's where mm-hmm. I found myself wanting to, to help support people because I myself also have experienced um, transitions 
where I, I discovered without the support that I had, mm-hmm. I would really, yeah, I would have gone down a different path. So, yes, so amidst right. all my transitions, which were a mix of both voluntary and involuntary, yes. you know, mm-hmm. I see how support is such a, a huge piece, and yes. and um, <clears throat> being a part of support systems. Ultimately, with the international populations I've worked with, you know, coaching just seemed like such an appropriate path for me in my career mm-hmm. realm because I wanted to help make it easier for oh, people. Yeah. You yes. know, a coach is an additional support, an yes. additional cheerleader. Yes. And and with my sense of, of um, I, I suppose, the um, the diversity and in, in the types of people, or I should even say just the, the people from all different backgrounds, professionally and culturally I've worked with, I feel mm-hmm. like I can bring an awareness yes. around those those shifts and transitions that yeah. that, um, the that, awareness. that can help support that's, people in a compassionate way. Or, that is very, um, that's, that's well said. And that's very key, what you just mentioned about the awareness. So as we're, as we're going through any, any change or any anything new, then we do experience those moments. So even if it's like starting a new job mm-hmm. or even working with a new team at mm-hmm. work, you know, mm-hmm. or, or even working with the international team, there are some changes. Hold on one second. Let's make sure. Yeah, um, that was, uh, so we were just talking about the awareness part that you mentioned. So you kind of, uh, you either people may come to you and they're aware of something that's going on or they're feeling, and you may talk through that, or they are just wondering what, you know, just maybe explaining a situation. And maybe you help them become aware of something that's happening. And then I just was thinking a lot recently, I've been hearing more about implicit bias and what you just mentioned um, kind of relates to that where, you know, this bi- the biases that we hold about the way we behave, the, the tendencies we have, what drives our actions are, you know, a lot of things to do with things we can't see, but the, the way that we think and feel about our environment, about things, about people, and a lot of that has to do with our own conditioning and our experiences and our personality, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So yeah. This is- Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So this was a lot of my own foundation in grad school for for sure is um is looking at that in ourselves in order to to help others be become yeah. more consciously aware of our actions and and our interactions with people and mm-hmm. particularly when when any of us come across interaction interactions with people who um yeah, we're coming from very different backgrounds, whether it's, you know, visually, you know, this person does not look li- on a very yeah, basic level. Very this person basic. doesn't look like they don't communicate like I do. Yeah. They, they, you know, come from a very different background. And for so many people, it's that sense of this is this is not comfortable. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm going to default to my, as you said, my conditioning. So these are those basic level yeah. things, you know, automatics. Right. But um but there's so much power, as we know, in the opportunity to be able to shift our perspective and yeah. and hear the story. So I feel, you know, much like um, this is how we make meaning in life is through stories. Yeah. You know, that's what I think I've always been drawn to, which ultimately is such a big part of the work I do now with coaching is I want to know people's stories and then 
inherently as we are sharing our stories with each other. I mean, this is how we communicate. This is how we relate. This is how we make meaning. But as we get to do that, and particularly in a space that is free of judgment and there's a, there's a, a sounding board, that's where we can actually learn yeah. how to shift or make mm-hmm. changes or dis- rediscover, um, you know, what what we need or want or what's best. So so this 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 storytelling I think is such a, a, a key to you know as we think about um, you know the, the the global mindset and all the ways that we we look to relate and, and bridge with each other bridge yeah. cultures. That's that's very interesting. So you're you're um you're helping um, that individual reflect through that storytelling and become more aware. And um, and so about the global mindset. So I hear more about this now than you know ten years ago about globalization. So I have um, been focusing my work mostly on this global mindset and how do we how do we facilitate that in people so that it's kind of like um, a skill that's more easily accessible uh, and available and have used. You know, kind of like if we go to the gym. You know, and you maybe go for a if we have walked or exercised before, then it may be easier when we first step on that treadmill or whatever exercise we're doing. So um, as we face different environments, so how do we deal with that? And you mentioned Chicago is such a diverse city, right? And um, um, being able to effectively work in these environments since you work with adults right now too and even for you know children also this is useful that global mindset so how do you work with people um specifically with that are they coming to you with um already you know an understanding of what even that means or some context around that and goals maybe yeah yeah so what i think i hear you asking nita is um you know when when people may be finding themselves in a situation, whether work or life, where they are encountering maybe working with different cultures or kind of, um, yeah, and I'm often, again, because I continue to to spend time, um, you know, with with clients who are from other cultures, um, there are always, always these concerns and um, issues and and points of of um, you know confusion around what you know what's what's the right way the wrong way being in, in another culture so um, so I think you're your question was around how you know what are some ways that I help people yeah. with that yeah. well that's a great question I, I think because everybody or if it impacts your work a lot. Well, I think it does continue to impact my work because I'm continually drawn to work with populations who are are not, Mm -hmm. you know, born in America um, and that are looking to navigate how they are going to be successful here, you know, so whether that's working with early career professionals, Mm -hmm. people who are coming into their first jobs, people who are experienced Mm -hmm. and and looking to apply that experience here and knowing that's going to look very different, you know, how to, again, our our differences amongst time orientation and even around direct communication versus indirect communication. So, um, 
I, I think a lot of it is encouraging and supporting people to honor their native culture no matter where they are and that they each serve as an educator Mm -hmm. a storyteller for others to be able to help um you know continue to bridge those gaps of cultural understanding that's very powerful yeah that's very powerful what you just said last because um as as um, in in the U.S., there are people from all over the world. I think more than in any other country, there's a tremendous diversity here. So it's actually, you know, from a work perspective, we could be harnessed into a really competitive advantage if if that environment exists where people are sharing their stories freely and also perhaps people are curious about listening too. You know, that yeah. it's very. Uh, um, already here readily. Yeah, yeah. So how do we build, you know, much like the work that you do, how do we build those opportunities yeah. within the workplace so that there is an ease, there are um, ways that, that bring people together to be able to to share? Exactly. Yeah, there are a number of things that I have Yes. to share. Exactly. Yeah, there are a number of things that I have uh, I have. I have seen, you know, and uh, the people are actually having like the training that you just mentioned talking about this um, time orientation or differences before going abroad for a work assignment. So I have I have uh, I have seen that where senior level executives before going overseas get that pre-departure training and then uh, and you know, so that they're they're more likely to succeed uh, in their project too. And, the, and even the families are included in that too. Now, as far as here, I mean, I would, I think uh, we do have a lot of multinational companies, but we can do um, more work. We can do more work in terms of um, having people more accustomed to working with ease, you know, in those environments, you know, whether they're going abroad or not, uh, too. So, and um, yeah, that's through exercise, (laughs) going to the gym, uh, going to the cultural gyms that we have in our cities yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. really going out there I mean I I mean how many times do we go like so in Chicago for example we have Greek town little Italy right or yeah vill- a little village also Pilsen area so we have so many um, communities and opportunities especially in the summer with all the festivals going on too so I'm I'm curious how many well I have been to a few myself too and then how many people uh, know about those and then how many people are going to the different areas too that's a you know that's something that you know I, I often ask people you know do they have have they visited outside of their area you know how often do they go um, and then that may be revealing some of the implicit biases oh you haven't been or you, why okay uh, why or why not and um, is there a way that you can actually find out about things because there's a lot of information now online too about what's happening in Chicago. We just need to, we need to actually search sometimes too. But do we actually search in our routine habits or actually stretch beyond and say, yeah, I really want to try something different here? Yeah. You know, yeah. so. Yeah, and that stretching beyond yeah. is that. Beyond yeah. is that space 
where we enter into the discomfort, right? Yes. And that, that's where you come in. Well, <laughs> that's where we all, yeah, we, we all learn and grow that way, I do yeah. believe, is that um, by allowing ourselves to go outside of our comfort zone, you know, and yes, we often need some support to do that. Um, and, and curiosity. I think, you know, building curiosity letting ourselves be led by that to 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 be open um to experience and learning through through others um and uh it's so easy to do i'm to to just kind of to stay with what's familiar yes it really um but yet uh it it allows us to truly expand in so many ways when we um, we dip into that, like uh, often even scary space, because yeah. it's new yeah. or it's different, yeah. or it's something that we just don't have any experience with, and we're talking broadly. But as we apply yeah. it to the culture, the cultural differences, um, you yeah. know, that's that's inevitably how we we can so shift. You can, that, that so we are here today with. Coach uh, Rebecca Kane um, at 1871, and uh, we're I'm I'm so happy uh, that she's here because she's a very um, good uh, leadership development coach that I got to know the past few weeks. So thank you for being here. I will read um, a little bit about Rebecca's background. Rebecca is a certified life and leadership coach specializing in job, career, and life transitions, and also founder of. Tell a New Story Coaching. She holds 15 plus years experience as a trainer, educator, and coach with roles in corporate, nonprofit, and public education sectors, and has coached and trained hundreds of people of diverse cultural and professional backgrounds through their unique job and career transitions. Rebecca empowers people to honor the space in between amidst challenging transitions in life and career and walks clients through fears and the stuck places to take action towards dreams and goals. Rebecca's clients range from artists to entrepreneurs to those seeking a new career path. So uh, thank you, Rebecca, for being here. And uh, um, say, thank yeah. So thank you, Rebecca, for being here. And Thank you, Anita. Yes, yes. I'm happy to, to be able to be here with you today. So, um, and, and you just finished um, some coaching. So I'm happy to, to be able to be here with you today. So, um, and, and you just finished um, some coaching sessions today, right, at 1871? I did. Yeah. I feel very fortunate to be able to speak a new career path sessions today, right, at 1871? I did. I feel very fortunate to be able to spend some time here at 1871, uh, um, you know, a couple times a month. I, I spend time providing some some coach office hours to entrepreneurs here and I just love working with that yeah I read group that you focus with too um so and then have you been in Chicago I know you also you know have uh coaching in general for other clients who other than here so it's based in Chicago or Chicago now yeah I'm originally not from Chicago I grew up in the east coast in New England and before coming to Chicago I did spend some time in the west coast in the bay area so I'm a coastal girl and here I am in the third coast oh, and yeah. um yeah. <laughs> as we call Chicago yeah. um and uh I'm really uh enjoying you know the the diversity that that Chicago offers that's really important to me to uh, 
that is uh, culturally diverse and yeah. offers a lot of different opportunities for fun and play, too. Yeah, definitely. It's culturally diverse, and the weather is diverse. A lot of diversity. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Right that's now, true. it's in good weather. Yes. I mean, warm weather, right? Thankfully. Yeah. So, um, uh, wait, so your focus areas, um, can you tell more about it from yeah. your uh, words, too? I know I just read a brief part sure. of what, and I was really drawn to also your, mm. um, your such an interesting background. You specialized in uh, yeah, a lot of education in, yeah. yeah. as you mentioned, culture. So that uh, that's interesting, too. Sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so I can share a little bit of, of my path. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I have spent um, several years, many yeah, years, yeah. in public education. Yeah. And that was really my entree into working with really diverse populations, diverse in terms of students and families and in different socioeconomic yeah. backgrounds, um, very um, diverse in ethnic, cultural, linguistic backgrounds. And uh, and for me, I, I, I saw both the beauty and the richness of having a classroom with so many different stories and perspectives, but also the challenges from a, from a teacher's point of view. And so that really mm-hmm. led me down the path to, to pursue graduate work in intercultural relations and training. Mm-hmm. And what happened is, is that I, I discovered this desire to, to really be a, what I call a bridge builder, to help mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. to um, be open and aware to understanding their own sense of identity in order to understand the other and be open to looking mm-hmm. at appreciating differences. And, you know, these are such broad topics, but um, have always been what I see as uh, relevant to anything we do in life, you know, any industry, mm-hmm. any profession, but yeah. even in our day-to-day interactions. Yeah. So, so you can, that, that in-between space that reminded me of the word liminality, have you heard of that word? That's like a, a word that like if you're when you're in a transition point, um, that that space in between is that space called liminality. And, and that is not a comfortable space to be in. And you either have two choices, either. Well, sometimes you may not have a choice, either revert back, go backwards or go forwards, you know, just to get get out of that space. So. Um, that's where, like, all, as you mentioned, the support, the skills, the tools, you know, and then also what other prior experiences that we had beforehand will be. Experiences that we had beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love that you shared that, and and, um, I wasn't aware of that particular term, but it also brings to mind this metaphor, um, which I love. I love metaphors and how we can kind of use them to relate to different parts of life. But this metaphor that was shared with me a long time ago about um, the acrobats moving from trapeze bar to trapeze bar and how this this visual of, of transition and the liminality, the space in between, are those moments where, the, I mean, I've never tried it. Yeah. I can go see it down by yeah. the lake, and I always, right. you know, for me, that's way out of my comfort zone, yeah. so I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But that moment from letting go of one trapeze bar to reaching for the next one, or that person's hand, you know, the other acrobatic's hands, is that space of like, oh my God, this is scary. This is, but this is what I have to go through to reach, yes. to grow, to move forward. Yes. Um, that's a wonderful analogy. Is that cool? Yeah. yeah, not mine. It came from somebody yeah, else, but. So yeah, going back is is not an option actually in that case. Once you're there, you have to then do the reach. Yes. To Abs- yeah, that's a wonderful analogy, by the way. Yes, abs- 
so so yeah going back is it's not an option actually in that case once you're there you have to then focus on what your next step is or reaching out forward otherwise you will fall down right in that example (laughs) pretty much oh yeah fall down there yeah yeah, and and granted, there's a net to catch oh, people, yeah, well yeah. and you know I think often in this culture too, um, you know, and, and just previously speaking with with a client, the term the concept of failure came up. You know, yeah. when we fall, is that always failure? If we have some trust that something's going to catch yeah. us, um, well, I, what is it? Ed- I, what is it? Ed- um, was it Edison? Thomas Edison, who said he he had. I don't know how many hundreds of failures he had, but then he w- those were all successes because he knew which ways did not work. Yeah. Yeah. Gaining, gaining yeah. data and information. Yeah. 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 Gaining gaining data and information exactly. and adjusting. How we look at it. Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly. So how we look at it. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, stop this part. Let's see. Well, uh, thank you. So far, I mean, this has been so interesting talking to you. I think we can go on for hours. Oh, I would love to, too, but... <laughs> and, um, I just had one uh, last question. We kind of touched... So, uh, thank you. So far, I mean, this has been so interesting talking to you. I think we can go on for hours. Oh, I would love to, too, <laughs> and, <but laughs> and then um, uh, I just had one uh, last question. We kind of touched upon this. I, um, My goal for including this... Uh, part about the global mindset is because I I do see a change um, in the way the world is moving. I mean, of course, it's always been changing, I think, throughout time. And I've seen a rapid change, you know, in my travels that, um, you know, when something happens in one country, it is impacting more what's happening in another in in the marketplace, you know. And so, you know, I see it as very important that America... Americans have a global mindset, you know, in the business world, in their working environment, to have that skill set early on. Um, other countries are closer in geography to other countries. We are such a large <laughs> country that uh, we may not have to go outside the country for for our whole developmental years. Whereas, you know, in in Europe, in India, there's a lot of different col- um, cultures. Uh, very, very nearby, always mixing and languages and and countries too. So um, that last question that I have, you know, I try to ask um, people I interview here, what areas uh, do you think that we can improve in our approach to business globally or working globally? And do you work in a way to help um, your clients incorporate this? Yeah, those are such powerful questions, Zita. I love it. Yeah, and and it would be lovely to imagine every single business, employer, entity, you know, school, what have you, asking themselves these questions and really reflecting and having it be part of even their mission and their, you know, their their strategy forward. Um, so how would I answer that? Well, I, we when we think of we as a nation, I suppose, yeah. or yeah, a, a country. So yeah, I think so. Um, you know, my my experiences in the the different realms. You know, my taste of being you know within the corporate umbrella and you know education and. A nonprofit, and then all the, you know, again, blessed to have worked with so many different people from around the world. Um, 
we hear, it's like we're the baby of the world. You know, we have so much growth and so much kind of, I feel like, catch up to do because as you even yeah. put it, geogra geographically yeah. speaking, yeah. our country is only linked easily accessibly to Canada, which really, you know, two countries that are not all that different no, when we think about it. Um, yeah. Although both both countries that have um, this this kind of, for lack of a, a better, you know, term, created these melting pot societies, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so here we are where um, this does feel even more um, important and valuable than ever before. Um, in light of, you know, just everything going on in the world, um, current events, as well as just how, oh yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother, right. Um, but but the, the reality of how interconnected we are globally with technology and how businesses are feeling, probably not going to survive unless they find ways to effectively connect to um, having a presence in, in other cultures and countries and um, so how but therein lies that question how do we how do we improve that approach <sighs> building the space you know this is at a high level because I certainly don't have the answer but what comes to mind is building the space making a commitment at the leadership level to build in space to listen to employees and to also pay attention to how how do we as a company find ways to understand the people who we're serving, we're marketing to, we're yeah. we're going and setting up shop in their country. You know, how just to even ask the how, how do we do this? And then it's like why? Why are we doing this? Well, because ultimately it is gonna affect your bottom line. Yeah whoever you are. Yeah. I mean, that, that probably, hopefully, is pretty easy for them to discover, but then more so is how do we do it? And who, who are the resources and, and, again, like the work that you're doing and yeah. wanting to, yeah. to bring, bring um, you know, opportunities and exercises and, into, into these, these entities. Um, yeah. and, uh, and, and your, your second question about how do I work in a way to help clients incorporate this? Um, I think at the at the small scale level, yes, because of my own training and my own experiences, is that um, back to being of a conversation, Nita, I think is is when we ourselves can become more more, able to step back and uh, build awareness, mindful awareness of why, the whys and hows about ourselves, yeah. then yeah. perhaps we can be able to, to be open to the different perspectives and, and, and let any fears kind of be more of a, hopefully become more of a curiosity, hopefully become more of a... Um, you know, a, an interest in in looking to to understand that which we we don't, and um, so I think even in our daily interactions with others, um, 
you know, asking the kinds of questions that hopefully we, we're starting by asking ourselves. Right. You know, like, what's another way I can look at this? What's another way that I can, um, you know, imagine, you know, things don't have to be black or white? What's the gray space? What are the possibilities? Um, okay. How can I tr how can I do look at it a different way you know too like you mentioned yeah very powerful you know and uh, and that's what you're you're um, you're providing that safe space that people need when they're reflecting on those so that when they are actually using it you know then it's they've already rehearsed it so I see that's how you're seem to be incorporating it into your work too so yeah thank you for sharing that and. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much, you know, for sharing and being with us this hour to talk about this very interesting and important, you know, topic. So thank, well, thank you. you. Thanks.